0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues.
1: You know, in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, Jesus did amazing miracles. He multiplied food, He healed the sick, He raised the dead, He cast out demons. Are these things still happening today? Yes! We have proof with Britt and Audrey Hancock.
0: Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps.
1: God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On today's show, we have part two of our live interview with Britt Hancock, and this time, he brought his beautiful wife, Audrey. Welcome to the program. It's nice to meet you, Audrey. Hi,
0: it's nice to meet you. Thank you
1: for and having us. Britt, we had you on yesterday's show and we were talking about this book that you wrote. It is called Apprehended. What do you mean by apprehended?
2: Um, Jesus came and seized my life and it changed me forever.
1: And the two of you were married about 30 years ago and you were called to be missionaries together. You had four children while you were missionaries and two new grandbabies. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Audrey, introduce yourself to the audience because we already heard from Brett yesterday.
3: Okay. My name is Audrey Hancock, and Brett and I got married in March of 1988. In 1989, the Lord spoke to us that we were to recruit, train, place, and pastor missionaries, and we really weren't sure what to do about that, but we knew that we wanted to obey Him, And so we have four children, Hannah, Aspen, Jacob, and David. Three of them are married. We've got two grandchildren and one more on the way.
1: And you guys are based in Dripping Springs, Texas. I don't even know where that is, but it sounds wonderful.
3: Yes, we love that name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but But really, you spend sometimes more than half of the year overseas, and you go to what countries together, Britt?
2: We go to Nicaragua, Mexico, Guatemala. Um, This coming year we'll be
1: in uh, the Middle East, um, Africa. So all over. And you train other people to do what you have done and to do what Jesus has done, which is to preach the gospel. We have a, a scripture here, if my producer can call it up, Matthew 28, Jesus says, "'Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is the Great Commission. Right. Jesus told us to go to the to the whole world and make disciples, and that's what you guys do.
2: That's right. We, we help people be willing to follow Jesus anywhere. A true disciple should never say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not talking about sin, but you know, willing to do whatever Jesus wants done.
1: And it sounds like in order to know that, to know the will of God for your life personally, you have to be able to hear the voice of God in your own prayer life. Is prayer kind of a one-way conversation where you're t- tossing petitions up to heaven? Or do you actually hear from God?
2: Oh, yes. Absolutely. There's um, Well, the kingdom of God is about relationship. And relationship means a two-way engagement. And so um, God definitely is into speaking. If we will...
3: Uh, <clears throat> Take the time to listen.
1: Yeah. Well, tell us some stories about that. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, I was just going to say real quick, Britt and I couldn't have the wonderful marriage that we have if it was only me talking to him and he never talked to me back. Yeah. You know, we have to have conversation. We have to have interaction. And a lot of times that interaction is as you're reading the word and you go, that is exactly what I needed to see right now. Yeah. And so that's why I believe that the living word is called that, it's living, because I have read the Bible since I was a little bitty. And there's so many times when I will read a scripture that I've read over and over and over again, but that day it meant something new because of the circumstance I was in
1: in that time. And not just the marriage between the two of you, but there's also a three-way relationship where each of you have a relationship with Jesus. Exactly. Does he ever say the same thing to you that he told Brit? A different time and place, or do you get that confirmation?
3: We do, and I often say that, um, like when Britt had the um, experience with the Lord on the mountain in Yellowstone, where he heard the Lord say, "Go and do this. Go and recruit, train, place, and pastor missionaries." I wasn't on that mountain, but because we are one, that's my calling too, and so I know that I'm called to do that as well. And so there's many times when. I'll be praying and he'll be praying and then we know that that is exactly the same thing because I get one answer and it's the same thing that he gets and then together in unity we run the three-legged race.
1: So on yesterday's show, Britt told a very inspiring story and if you didn't see that, you need to go to our website, PrayInJesusName.org and look for part one of my interview with Britt Hancock. But you have also seen some amazing miracles like people being raised from the dead.
3: That's right.
1: Britt said nine different times. Have you have you been an eyewitness to this?
3: I have not been an eyewitness to when it happened exactly there but I have like for instance there was this woman that we'd been praying for her while she was pregnant and then all of a sudden her baby stopped moving. It was almost time to deliver but there was no movement. She was very concerned. She went up to the clinic. It's not a very fancy place is not a very nice hospital. What country was this? This is in the country of Mexico. And so all sorts of doctors came around to her, listened to her belly. There were no sounds. They said your baby has died. Oh, no. There's no movement. And so they were scheduling a C-section so that they could take the baby
0: yeah.
3: from her. And because she wasn't going into labor and so um she lay down on that bed and she began to pray and she just knew when one moment some she said the door opened and she felt this wind come into the into the room and it started at her feet and she was underneath a sheet and she had been laying on her side and she had been going Jesus I love you why did this happen and she felt that wind come into the room it came over her feet it came up underneath that sheet it, when it passed her belly her baby jumped wow and she knew my baby's alive so she called for the doctors and they came over they listened again they said this baby is not dead anymore oh my gosh so they did the c-section and delivered that baby and he is now about nine years old and God. um serving jesus loving jesus and, so, and,
1: and you have a relationship with this family Yes.
3: Oh, so you know the stories are true
1: you believe them to be true
3: oh absolutely absolutely
1: yeah. So we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna have more miracle missionary stories from Britt and Audrey Hadcock.
0: Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back.
1: How is your marriage doing? I wanna tell you about an exciting new four-part video DVD Bible study series on God's plan for marriage. In this video series, we team up with marriage and family ministry expert, Vince
4: D'Acchioli. There are a lot of things that get in the way of uh, our ability to have a healthy marriage, but with the way God intended it, He always wanted us to see His view of our relationship together. So everything we do when we talk about marriage, or whether we're talking to men, or whether we're talking to pastors and leaders, it all centers around this idea of vision. It's very important that we understand who God is and our relationship with him is right in order for us to be able to live out really and truly Ephesians. And
1: that also informs our role as men how to love
4: our wives. We
1: can't really love
4: them unless we understand the love of God. Exactly. So if you just think about love, we tend to think that love is an emotion. It's more uh, something that I feel. Whereas the true definition of love, the way Jesus intended it, is is not just an emotion, but it's it's charity, it's what I do. You know, to the degree that I am able to see my wife or my spouse through his eyes, that determines everything in my relationship. And we go through the scriptures in four
1: different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-ObeyGod. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. You too can have a godly marriage.
3: He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by my new friends, Britt and Audrey Hancock, missionaries. And Britt, you have authored this book, Apprehended, people can find it, and I recommend they buy this book at MountainGateway.org. That's good. So Audrey, you were about to tell us about a miracle story uh, and, and we appreciated the one you just shared about the baby who, who had died in the mother's womb, came back to life by a miraculous prayer encounter.
3: That's right.
1: But you've seen other stories like this.
3: We have. Um, I homeschooled our kids. And so oftentimes we would be at home while um, Britt was off in a village preaching somewhere. And so I, got a, I heard a knock at the door and went down. And there was a, a woman there with um, her about 13-year-old son. And he had his arm in a sling and I said, "Um, so what happened, you know, are you okay? What's wrong? And she said, well, my son hurt his arm and so I brought them in the house and I thought, well, maybe it's like, you know, bloody or something, I could kind of clean it up for him. And so when she took it, took the sling off and his arm bent, but like right here in the middle of his arm, right here. Oh my gosh,
1: a double break.
3: It just, I I don't know, we didn't have the x-ray, but it, there was something going on, and there was like a bone sticking. It
2: doesn't angulate right here. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> and so there was, so. A, bone, there
3: was a part <laughs> sticking up that shouldn't have been sticking up. And so and he was really favoring it, and he was holding it close to him. I was like, oh, put it back together, you know, like wrap it back up. And so I went upstairs, and I got um, one of our sister believer, one of our believers worked in the house with us. And so I called her, and I said, come with me, and got the kids to stop school, and said, we've got to go downstairs and pray. So we went downstairs and prayed and i explained what had happened and so with they unwrapped it again to show um the kids and they all saw that bump and i said well let's just start praying and so we just began to pray and i was praying in spanish and sometimes that gets hard when that's not your first language yeah. and i just wanted to I was like praying as hard as I could in Spanish and then I was praying in English and then I was praying in the spirit and I just was like crying out to God for whatever and so we prayed probably about 10 minutes and we felt the presence of the Lord in that place we felt his Holy Spirit come and just we were like what has happened and I said do you mind just let me see your arm again and he reached out his arm like that and the bump was gone and he wasn't favoring it like he was. No. And he was being able to move it. The mother sees it, grabs his arm, starts crying, is on the floor crying, holding his arm. He's kind of like, Mom, you know, because he, she's <laughs> grabbing his, arm, his arm. And so, but we were all wide-eyed, mystified, saying, look what Jesus just did in front of our
1: And eyes. he was not in pain.
3: He wasn't. He started, he started, he stuck his arm out like that and started twisting it. Yeah. And I was like, I I looked at that young man I said, I want you to always remember this. I want you to always remember that Jesus touched you because he loves you and he has a plan
1: for your life. Amen. Britt, you've seen an example where Jesus multiplied food. Now, we know in in the Bible, there were two times where Jesus set the multitudes on, on the mountainside and he distributed, you know, the... The ten, lo- ten loaves and two fishes, or maybe I got that backwards. Five loaves but, and two fishes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there was a crowd of 4,000 one time yeah, and a crowd right. of 5,000 right. another time. So Jesus was into miraculous multiplication of food when people didn't have enough to eat. Have you ever seen something like that?
2: Oh, yeah. We've, had, uh, we've seen Jesus do full, multiply the food a lot. But um, uh, we talk about this in the book. There was, a, there was a wealthy man in our town that got saved. And... <clears throat> We asked him, "Hey, can we do a campaign at your house because he had a had a big place at his house and and it would fit you know really i mean he'd he could fit a lot of people you know in kind of his courtyard and uh and so he said, sure, you know and he didn't know what a campaign was his only he had he was brand new saved this was in a i think February. it was yeah February or March of the year, and he had gotten saved in december and and so he wasn't really sure. And so he asked because all he knew about was political campaigns. And uh, so I explained to him, no, we bring people together and we worship Jesus and, and uh, we teach the word and then we go home. And he was like, OK, well, do I need to fix food? And I said, well, I mean, we're not we're not here for food. You know, we're, we're here for Jesus. But whatever Jesus puts on your heart. And so he's like, OK, so, you know, their culture is they're going to serve food. Yeah. I mean that's just how it is. Yeah.
1: So, but he didn't expect a big, big crowd, maybe just a living room full of people. He
2: asked me, "How many people do you think?" And I and so I'm trying to be I'm trying to be positive and be re- realistic at the same time. I don't want him to go buy a whole bunch of stuff and I'm yeah. trying to have faith at the same time. And we were brand new there. We had just gone to this place to begin church planting and it was a brand new area. No no gospel really established there. <laughs> so I told him. I said, "Well, 60, probably 60 people, <clears throat> so he was like, okay, so he went and bought eight chickens, a kilo of tortillas, no, several kilos of tortillas, but a kilo of rice and a kilo of beans, and I, he figured that would be enough for 80 people, because, you know, you kind of, the, uh, the meat kind of drives it, you cut the chicken up into 10 pieces, you know, and so the day of the campaign came, and they had been working to prepare the food, and they had about 15 people. Helping, you know, get, get the food ready and everything. People started coming. They started coming in the gate. More people came.
1: <laughs> Pretty soon his whole house was full. More, pe-
2: more people came. More people came. 250 people showed up.
1: And his entire yard was full. They well, have... it was his courtyard.
2: It was like yeah. packed with yeah. people. And so he's like, oh, no. And he's inside, inside he's having a panic. What are we going to do? You know, the you worst thing. How people? Yeah, the worst thing you can do is invite people over and then not feed them. You know that's that's a fast track to offend people, and so, so they're serving the plates. They sat everybody down and they adjusted, and they start serving the plates, and they're taking them, and they're taking them, and they had told everybody that they knew that they had strong relationships with. Look, you can't eat.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> we need to feed all these people, you know.
1: FHB, family hold back. Yeah. So all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. they got multiple people
2: carrying plates, right? So, all of a sudden, he kind of looks up, and he's he's not tracking things. He's just, like, in a panic inside, and he looks around. Everybody's got a plate.
1: Wait a minute. He multiplied the Dixie cups?
3: They did that, uh, and so I talked to the wife. I said, so what happened to the, the place? What happened to the plates? She said, I never thought about that.
1: <laughs> they had enough plates for but 250 they had, but people. It was,
3: they were disposable plates that they were yeah, using, yeah, yeah. but it just kept coming and kept coming, and I know the women that were working in the kitchen, and... Um, we had there was another missionary that was there at the time that was like leading the service, yeah. And so Britt and I w- didn't happen to be there, but that other missionary. And then well, I mean, we've told, held told. They've told the story to us so many times, and it was amazing. Do you want to finish? But up?
1: but they multiplied empty plates, right?
3: Yes, empty plates and the, the cups.
1: But they didn't. They they were like
2: working on the problem, and so they were not calculating. They were just hoping not to run out.
3: Yeah, yeah and it just and kept so, coming
2: so they he didn't run down. out and then he's like so he runs and asks his wife and he's like what happened and she's like he's thinking she called and ordered food in no. you know from from a neighboring restaurant or whatever so so now he's thinking oh lord okay. please don't let him ask for seconds but as a good host he's got to go around and and really? offer so he's going around would you like some more all of them ask for seconds yeah 500 plates of food now. And now they're full plates. They're not empty plates. They're They're not empty. They're full of
1: chicken. Chicken, rice, and beans. And you've got a a chapter in here about the multiplying of the chicken, rice, and beans. Yes. (laughs) Chapter 13 in this book, Apprehended. We're going to take another short break. When we come back, a couple more miracle stories. Are you enjoying this? I love this. We'll be right back.
3: Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN
1: news. How is your marriage doing? Ladies, would you like to learn how to get your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church? Men, would you like your wife to show proper respect? You know, there's a Bible way to have a godly marriage. I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we interview in a four part video teaching series, a marriage and family ministry expert, Vince D'Acchioli. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You want to have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-ObeyGod. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. know people ask me chaps we're watching on this network we've already set our DVR to record your shows but our friends don't have this network or maybe they can't watch at this time did you know we're on demand on ten different platforms you can tell your friends to find this show PIJN news on their Roku box or their Amazon firebox just look under the religion or news categories or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on Android TV, Google TV, Smart TV, or iTunes. Of course, we're always on the internet. Look for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, or better yet, subscribe to our daily email alerts at PrayInJesusName.org. It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more.
0: Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by my new friends, dear friends already, after just having known you a few hours now, Britt and Audrey Hancock. So there you are. The, God multiplied the food. He, the, the host of the event only made enough for 80, but 500 meals were served. 500 plates, yeah. How did that happen? Explain the spiritual dynamic behind that.
2: Well, they were in a the kitchen. They were, di- they were serving up. And, and I, you know, we've had so many of these things happen. It was chicken and rice. There were no beans. Okay. Other times it was beans. Other times it's been beans and yep. other things. But anyway, they're just dipping. And the pot didn't go down.
1: But is somebody praying for this? No.
2: No, oh, they don't know. They're so young, they didn't know to ask Jesus. Yeah. Right? And so Jesus just did uh he stepped in there, he multiplied the food.
1: Meanwhile you're in the courtyard preaching the gospel to these
2: Well, it hadn't started yet. Okay, okay so this is this is the meal and then worship started and he actually had a a, a horse that was uh that was sick that that had something incurable. His, his spine was um, humped up like that, and his feet were kind of drawn together. And when they started playing worship music, the, God healed that horse, straightened his spine out, and he started running around and kicking kickin', and neighing kickin the whole time worship was going
1: on. Wow. So the presence of the Spirit was there, and then you preach the gospel. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? What do you preach when you have a crowd?
2: Well, the the subject depends, you know. But um, people are born in sin, and they need Jesus. The wages of sin is death, but Jesus, but the gift of God is eternal life. And uh, there's a judgment coming, and we need to be in relationship with Jesus. Um, or if it's healing, or if it's I mean, you know, take your pick. Um, I don't I don't have any idea what. So was if you if day. you're
1: preaching a healing service and there's sick people in the crowd, you don't know them, but they've come. Or something, they don't know what. You preach about healing and then you pray for them. Describe that.
2: We weave in the power of God and healing in almost every message. And we give people an opportunity to get prayer at the end of every service. And so they respond all the time because everybody's afflicted with something. If it's witchcraft or some kind of sickness or something. And so we lay hands on them. And a lot of times they never say anything they don 't tell you what 's wrong they 're very stoic people. They walk up there, they kind of stare at the ground and um, and we lay hands on them and ask Jesus to heal them and We may not know what we 're praying about, so we pray in a general way to cover. <laughs> In cut, Jesus, in name, Jesus be name, whatever In you know. Jesus
1: name, in but, Jesus name. And so but one Jesus of the things that we've be seen is that. But then you hear them testify that they did get yes, later. Yes. Yeah. So
3: oftentimes it's later, and one of the things is that we want it to be able to be simply understood, because Jesus is not complicated. Right. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and whatever happened in the Bible can still happen today. And so by teaching them that they can seek the Lord, pray to Him desire relationship with him, get to know him. Many of these people are not able to read and write. That doesn't matter because Jesus is the same for every person whether they have a degree with lots of letters after their name or they can't even read and he can touch them.
1: What about exorcism? We talk on this show a lot about the gift of discerning of spirits but have you ever seen angels or demons or cast demons out of people? Yes.
2: To all of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To all of those things. Um, what happened? I, I went, I was um, in, our, in our time of scouting, the, the most recent time, in our time of scouting for Nicaragua. Um, this happened just a couple of years ago. Uh, we were there learning the country, seeing if does God want us to be there or not. And um, our guide, we were staying in this village where he lives and his next door neighbor had had a motorcycle wreck. And uh, he was all mad at God, and they wanted me to pray for him, pray for the guy. And he was he was in the house next door, and I went into his house, and his and he was laying on the floor, banging his head up against the floor, kind of curled up. He oh. didn't have a didn't have a, sh- uh, a shirt on, and he was screaming at God, God, why did you leave me like this? Why did you do this to me? And um, and so um, we just. There were several of us in there, uh, and I just knelt down and kind of put my hand on his on his foot. And as soon as I touched him, he screamed, and he like he sh- he shot across the floor somehow. He went up under his bed and packed up in the corner up under the bed as far, and he was trying to get away from me as far away from me as possible. He was screaming and he was mad at God and. And I'm like, well, this is no, this is not normal. This is obviously a demon. Yeah. And so we prayed, um, and then he calmed down. And I looked at the the you know our guide, and I said, it's time to go. So we left. And then after we left, God touched him. Bang! He came in his right mind. Um, and what happened was, he testified. That next day, he told Walner, that was our our guide. He said, when that man touched me, it felt like uh, a piece of red hot rebar pierced me in the top of my head and went all the way through my body. And uh, and then
1: that was the power of God. That was the
2: power of God touching him. Yeah. And he Fire repented inside. He repented from being mad at God. Wow. That's what opened the door to the devil. Yep. And, um,
1: and the devil left him. And and the Spirit spirit of Jesus went into him. Yep.
2: And And he was healed
1: and got his relationship
2: straight with Jesus because he was backslidden.
1: So we have just a minute left, but Audrey, I want you to pray. Somebody is watching in our audience. Look in that and give them a word and pray with us.
3: All right. I want to tell you to hang in there. That it is not too late. That's right. That whatever you are worried about, whatever it is that you are suffering in, that it is not too late because Jesus is the same. He is trustworthy. Do not put your hope in an answer, but put your hope in Jesus because hope in Jesus does not disappoint. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords Jesus. and that you are over every situation and there is not a single person in this world that can hide from you. And Lord, I I thank you thank that you Lord. see that person that is even kneeling right now at a bed, that you see that person crying out to you, saying, "God, hear me, touch me, mm-hmm. please answer my prayer." Father, I thank you that you hear and that you do answer, and I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, yes, that Lord. you would be a miracle worker in these people's lives today. In Jesus' name, we pray.
1: Amen. Amen. Bert and Audrey Hancock have a website, and you can get their book at mountaingateway.org. Our website is prayinjesusname.org. If you need prayer today, call us at 866-Obey-God. Operators are standing by. God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time.